Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William, the Opinion Update. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast, just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks who bring you the Clippers news. Absolutely. It's a good time. Come it, hang. It's always a good hang. Uh, and kicking off the hang today, we've got a mailbag Wednesday. Mm -hmm. uh, look, our schedule is being reduced a little bit as we kind of get into the doldrums of the off season. Yes, right company now. policy. Everyone oh. has to do it, not just our show. <laughs> company policy. <laughs> uh, we're scaling back a little bit, but we will still ask for your questions on Twitter mm -hmm. every single Tuesday to talk about them on Wednesday. For which, sure. It works know, out. It's a little confusing, but it, you'll get it. You'll get it. Uh, so thanks so much to everyone who sent those in ahead of time. Uh, and then in segment two, we're talking about the wrap-up wrap up of the Summer League, as well as Pat Bev has once again been moved. Kind of unfortunate for the dude. Uh, the saga of Pat Bev continues. Man, one of the most loved Clippers of all time. Absolutely. Uh, but we'll kind of talk about the implications of that and sort of maybe what his trajectory is looking like. And then in shavings, uh, so we saw some, uh, some the schedule released, and the Clippers do not have a Christmas Day game, uh, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I'm uh, kind of honestly torn on being... We'll talk about it, but I'm torn about how I feel about this. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And then we uh, will be playing the Warriors to open the season, so we will talk about that. And then, as always, it's the third center watch. We come at you every day. My heart rate <laughs> goes up every time I even just think about this. We need to sign another center. <laughs> Please, alert Lawrence Frank. Yeah. Anyways, all that and more coming up right about now. You are locked on Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, so welcome to Mailbag Wednesday. Nothing really that goes with questions that rhymes with Wednesday, so we're calling it Mailbag Wednesday. Um, let's get right into it. We got some good ones today. Michael Hashimoto, uh, which of the freshies, which if you're new to the pod, is the new guys. Yeah. Um, which of the freshies, and he said, Jay Scrub or the rookies, do you think is most likely to get rotation time this year? And who is most likely to be good in the long term? Oh, man. The second part of that question, I, I just feel like we don't have a large enough sample size uh, to really. I'm going to Do you say, disagree? For, so, for the long term. I'm talking about the long term part. For right? the long term part, I think, and this is going completely out. We're going to talk about it in the second segment, but my belief in Brandon Boston Jr. is now unbelievably Ooh, high. I love this take. <laughs> um, I think I got to say scrub right now, though. Just because from what we've seen, and I think I'm going to say scrub for the first part, too. He's going to get, scrub's been there. Like, he, yeah, I don't know. He's a he's a shifty guard off the bench. The next question we're going to talk about kind of talks about that, too. So, yeah, I, I think th it's scrub for both. I, I think, I, I'm with you on scrub in who is the most likely to get rotation this year. Look, before Summer League, I would have said Keon Johnson. Uh, I'm still not yeah. completely off of that. Uh, not you know, at all. And Summer League is like, we're, we're making these takes. This is pure fandom. Like, we're not, this isn't indicative of what these guys' careers is going to be at all. Yeah, he's still a young guy. Um, but I'm, I'm curious to see, like, if his defense can translate at the next level. Um, there, there certainly is playing time for him. What about Amir? Because he got the most time technically of any of Well, Castleberry commented on his... Uh, on his defense yeah, and liking that. I, I guess the thing that has me a little bit hesitant is just about some of the guards. I mean, because Amir Coffee is like a guard with Tweener. a forward skill yeah. with Yeah, like a forward skill set, um, which unless he can really get that three-pointer to be consistent mm -hmm. as they've really tried in the G League, I just... I'm, 
I'm just seeing, I'm not seeing a clear path for him to getting enough development time to to really stand out. Yes. Um, speaking of Jay Scrub, Gaspacho for All, fantastic Twitter name, says, if the Clips lose Luke, which I don't know if this is in relation to a trade or perhaps the Lord forbid something happened with uh, an injury. They asked, if the Clippers lose Luke, do you think that Scrub could fill in as a guy who was just asked to shoot when the ball swings to him? Small sample size in the summer league, but just wondering if you think Scrub can get rotation this year or if he needs more G League time. So the G League thing is interesting because the Clippers did not make him a two-way when they drafted him, which yeah. I thought was kind of insane because it's like, get him time in the G League. I know he was recovering, but he did end up getting playing time for the Clippers late. But... I guess if you're looking at Luke Kennard's role in terms of like maybe what last year's Luke Kennard's role was, I could see Scrub doing that if something happened. But I assume Luke's going to have a bigger role in the offense than just standing there and shooting. So I don't think he could fill in this what Luke's what I hope Luke Kennard's role is for how much you're going to be paying him ends up being. Yeah, if that I, makes sense. I don't know exactly what the ramifications would be of of losing Luke. I mean, I, is he tripping or he's he he ate some bad fish or something and he's took he's too many tabs, man. For a little bit took too many tabs. He's on a different <laughs> plane of existence. Yeah. Uh, look, I I think touching on what you said, like Luke's role has to be bigger this year. It it just it just has to be. Yeah. It's too much of a. It, it is full on asset mismanagement if you cannot integrate a sixteen million dollar player into your offense who shoots forty percent from three. Yeah, like, it's it's not it's like we assign a sixteen million dollar player who doesn't have skills. It's insane. But you remove Luke from the lineup, and yes, I I do think that that Jay Scrub could possibly fill a similar role as to like what Luke was was asked to do last year, which was. You know, a little bit of off the bench scoring. Yeah, uh, come in, provide a little bit of spark. I, I think that we've seen that from Scrub. Um, you know, now that he's fully healthy and has, I think his body has developed too. Like he looks stronger. He looks bigger. Dude. He he looks yeah. stronger and he looks uh, a little bit more ready. He was taking charge as well. Like when he was when he would hit the deck, I wasn't worried. Yeah, yeah. He looks <laughs> a little bit more ready to compete at the next level for sure. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I think that G League minutes wouldn't be bad but like there's a lot of stuff kind of in flux for this season um and i i think i'm ready to give jay scrub a look damn off the bench all right give Into him a it. look i mean this season this season is a little I mean, bit of, we gave him a look last year after surgery like this season is a little bit of playing with house money and i think like why not you know obviously you gotta put development time into guys like luke and Kennard. Uh, Luke and Kennard, like Terrence Mann and Luke Kennard. Yeah. Uh, but also, like I don't know, given a couple of weird looks and just seeing, you know, what happens or if you can insert these guys in a lineup, even for a couple of minutes. We're gonna see games like that Pistons game where it's like we're trying to lose. Yeah. And we're yeah. gonna get these goofy rotations, and we're gonna see some stuff that works. I just think it's kind of the perfect season for it for us. Yeah, that's a good call. Um. Mr. Flakes11 asks, does Bledsoe start over Reggie this season? God, I hope not. So if you're looking at it from the perspective of, you know, like a one-for-one Pat Bev for Drew Bledsoe, obviously, you know, Rondo, whatever, whatever. Uh, You know, Pat Bev was, for all, he was supposed to be the starting point guard for this team. Right. Um, So, I I mean, if you're looking at it from that perspective, maybe. uh, I guess my answer is, I hope not. I, I think that Reggie did enough last season mm-hmm. to me. I, I mean, prove that he should on opening night be the be the starting point guard. I did, how do you feel about that? It's do you his disagree? Team. 
Like it feels like it's his team to lead from the point guard position. And I'm not saying like, make him like the floor general or some weird thing like that. But oh, yeah. Reggie's the point guard of this team, and he can play off ball. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I think I, there would be an actual maybe locker room issue if Reggie was not starting point guard. Not like a real one because his team communicates and stuff like this. Yeah, but it would. I think it would. It would rub some dudes the wrong way. Yeah, I think opening night you got to give the keys to Reggie Jackson. If Bledsoe plays his way into the role, look, we know sure. Reggie is willing to do whatever it takes to make this team win. Yeah, you know if he. If Bledsoe plays his way into the role, fine, great. You know, I would say he exceeded expectations. But uh, as for opening night, I think Reggie Jackson has got to be the, the general. Got to be. Uh, Matthew Morris asked, "Do we need another center if we're going to end up playing Batum at the five? And I can't. Yes, I can't stress enough. Yes, because you can't play. I don't. Let me. I don't want to like play this. Batum at the five for seventy-two games or eighty-two games. That's or the thing. We we can do it in the playoffs for the sixteen wins that you need to get the Gary Ob." As they call it in Canada. Um, But, dude, yeah, like 72, 82 games of having your backup center be a guy who also has to fill time at the three and the four. Look, there's just a lot of of teams who throughout the regular season are going to have traditional size at the five, obviously, in their starting lineup and still off the bench. Yeah. There's a a lot of teams. We should, theoretically. Yeah. Yeah. That are going to run two traditional bigs because it's just one of those things that helps you get through the grind of a season. And I do firmly believe that. And I think that I think that maybe the two traditional bigs has kind of phased itself out in maybe a playoff scenario. Yeah. uh, Just depending on, you know, their versatility or whatever. But for a regular season, I still am kind of of the opinion that you need pretty damn close to two traditional bigs and like maybe one is a true traditional big and one is like a 0.5 but it's still a big that's not it's still nick a big Batum. it's not nick Patum. right for sure um c barf 94 fantastic twitter handle says do we see zoo return at the beginning of the season was ncl injury same with surge no idea surge i guess seems closer that's only based on the fact that i've seen him cooking with steve Ballmer and payment benz and paul Shear. Looks like he's moving well in the kitchen. You know, some lateral movement looks solid. But I mean, if he can handle the heat. Stay in the kitchen. Um, but I don't know. We have no idea. He hasn't posted any, like, physical therapy stuff. I'm wondering if the team has told him to stop posting workout stuff after he posts so much <laughs> during the regular season. Uh, so, I don't want to be a, a dark cloud on this or a, a bummer. The this lack sounds of, like about to be a bummer. The lack of Zoo News <laughs> is actually kind of starting to make me worried. It's and I think that's a totally normal reaction when you see someone who goes down with an injury and you just never hear about any progress. I, I just and maybe it's like because of the Kawhi thing where I do think that also in, a valid thing. I, like I do think that surgery was performed, you know, far far before it was ever reported to us. Uh, so I don't know if you know Zoo had to undergo the knife or whatever, but that you know that completely changes his return time. Yeah, I, and the I, team trajectory. I I think that. I'm assuming, and you know, I might be mad and ask for this later. I'm assuming that Surge is going to be ready to go as a starting five opening night. Yeah. the I mean, the team PR vibes are there for that. Yeah. They're featuring him Will in stuff. Will Zoo be playing? I no, got to be honest. No idea. I have great doubts at this point. Oh, interesting. We'll try and find some scuttlebutt about it. Um, got a couple more questions real quick. Jason Weatherall, uh, last name kind of sounds like a tire. Ask, anyone notice the subtle change in Clippers listing BJ Boston Jr. as the headliner for their last two summer games instead of Keon Johnson? I actually didn't. Very good call, Jason Weatherall. But makes sense. I gotta be honest. I I mean, I just... I, BJ Boston, I said it earlier, but he's just really impressed me from what I thought we were gonna get out of him. Um, 
still, you know, still to be seen what it looks like at the G League level and the next level. Right. Um, but, but it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Cassidy, Brianna, which might be two first names for friends who share a Twitter account. Don't know. They ask, what's a reasonable minute load per game for PG this upcoming regular season? He's going to play 38 to... He's going to play 38 minutes a game. If things are going well. Yeah, like if things are going well to start. And I mean, if things are going well, PG will be it. How many minutes? I I guess I I would answer this question with another question. How many minutes can this team be a playoff worthy team with Paul George on the bench? Uh, Yeah, we'll find that out pretty quick in the first 20 games. I think that'll be the first 20 games can be a good mark of like where the team is at. Because eight minutes seems about the limit to me. (laughs) And that's not to get down on this no. team, but like the competition is really good. And assuming full health from other teams, uh, I don't know that we can tread water much longer For like than that. A full quarter. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good call. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking the Summer League wrap up. And I'm going to talk about how hyped I am on uh, Brandon Boston Jr., as well as the saga of Patrick Beverly. But first, we got to give a shout out to Sweatblock. I actually used their deodorant today. Pretty clutch. Yeah. Worked great. Um, there are a few things in life that just aren't fun to talk about. One of them is sweating a whole bunch. You know when you're sweating through your shirts for no reason? That's embarrassing. It's not a good time. Um, you may know someone who's dealt with this before and it can be difficult. We know this isn't the biggest problem out there right now, but it, in the moment, if you're sweating too much, that's not a fun time. Nobody likes to pit out during an important speech, interview, or first date. Imagine that. You're sitting down for a nice spaghetti meal and you're just covered in sweats. That's why people use Sweatblock, antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than the most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at nighttime before bed, go to bed. Next morning, you wake up, horsh, and go about your day without worrying about sweat, guaranteed. No more pitting out. No more picking your shirts based on what one will hide the sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. If you go to sweatblock.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, that's all capitalized one word, you will save 20%. You can also get it at Amazon or CBS. I don't think they have the deal, though. So check out sweatblock.com. And now that you're taking care of your sweat, what do you need to do if you need to take care of your muscles? All right. You got to check out Theragun. Look, you should not let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Look, whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And the great thing is it's quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Damn. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stress of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Future gun. Just go to their site and check it out, and the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid, elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharpova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and me. You love the Theragun, dude. I love it. I love it so much. So try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $190. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. One more time, theragun.com slash locked on. All right. Welcome to the end of Summer League slash Pat Bev moved again section. Yeah. Let's talk about Summer League first. Yes. 
Uh, the Clippers lost their final summer league game. I'm sensing a trend here. Trend here in the summer league. Not very good record-wise. Who cares? But some guys finished strong, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, Amir Coffey, 16-5-3 in the final game. You love to see him bouncing back those last two games. Like, that's just that's just good stuff. I We talked you, about it a little bit, but, like, dude, the mental roller coaster of being a legitimate NBA player, showing yeah. that you have the skills to play as a replacement-level player in the NBA, which is already... So G-dang hard. Oh, an impo- a truly impossible feat. For a Western Conference Finals team, then you go to the Summer League and your first two games are just a disaster. Mm-hmm. Like, the the fact that he was able to bounce back from that, I think is going to be so good for Amir. Like, it's going to be great. I, This is what I expect from Amir. Look, the guy... In a good way, yeah. The guy should be a pro at this point. Yeah, so, consummate professional. Uh, I, I like to see the resiliency, especially like coming back after like an ejection and I don't know, man. Uh, I definitely what do, you do when you get ejected from a summer league game. Do you immediately just think, well, that was stupid. I mean, I'm in, <laughs> I'm in the bar. <laughs> You're in Vegas. You're uh, yeah. They give you a drink ticket for getting ejected. I'm the, what's the cheap, don't they have $5 blackjack tables at the, at the shittier casinos? They absolutely do. Uh, I'm and you know that's where I'm posted. I'm hitting $5 blackjack and getting my free drink. Yeah. Uh, double gin and tonic. <laughs> that's uh, fair. But no, I, like, I like to see the resiliency from him. Uh, Preston, also looking a little bit better. Uh, finished with 15-5 and 5. Uh, I'm liking seeing a little bit more of a display of athleticism. We knew coming in that wasn't going to be like his strongest yeah. suit. Right? And he was fine and comfortable. He was fine and comfortable off the dribble. He had some insane finishes. I have been kind of impressed by some of his, the, those finishes. Chris Manning kind of talked about how he was kind of like, like I think I called him Diet Lamelo Ball. Uh huh. And it's like, a they have a very similar haircut as when Lamelo first came to the league, but. They have a similar, like, some of the passes he throws, it's it's that, it's more of a generational thing, right? Like, the way he plays point guard is the way that LaMelo Ball plays point guard, which is how the next generation of point guards are going to play it, where you have these, I mean, Preston was hitting some behind-the-back passes that were seemingly so accurate that it makes sense. Do you think sense. this comes from more players watching, uh, like, Europe, European players succeed as passers in the league? I think it helps. Like, greater exposure. I think it helps, for sure. Um, or just in general. I mean, there's all sorts of tricky passers. But, but yeah, I know what you're saying, though. Yeah. Because it, it feels, you know, we got the, I mean, for Clippers fans, you got Milos. You think of, you when you think of European point guards, you think, of, you got, comp- like, he's not European. But you think of crafty you passers. You think of crafty passers. Um, I mean, your Jokic's. And I don't know. There's course. a ton of guys. Um, but Preston had some passes where it's like, he's throwing, like, court-wide passes straight to the corner. It's hitting the shooter right where they seem like, they're comfortable to release it. Like he has the, the kid he, can pass. He has the vision for the game. I was tweeting with somebody about this, and that like the physicality will come. Will it? I think it will. Okay. He's still young. Yeah. Um. He's gonna get on the. I mean, I mean he's twenty. Isn't he twenty four? Preston? Oh yeah, he spent three. He might be. Like that. <laughs> you know what? I take back everything I just said two seconds ago. Um, but he was on the the Ohio University uh squad on plan. So I feel like the Clippers might get him on a better one. Yeah, um, a lot of corn over there. But a lot of corn over there, uh, surplus of it. But I was, I was th- the thing I love about Preston is it's hard to teach court vision. Oh, I no, I agree. It's 100%. also hard to really lose it. Yeah. So the fact that he has it, it's like worst case scenario, we're going to see some nice dive. He's right. going to see the game one. Look, I, I mean, we Maybe talk he ends about up a coach. We we talk about this all the time with guys at the professional level, right? Like there are plenty of guards who make an NBA career who 
athletically are not are just not on the level of other guys in the league. Yeah, but they have the vision, and you know, like they can they can see the game at a high enough level that that's what you rely on. Yeah, and if you can uh, make the defense collapse and then find the open guy, love it. Yeah, be a rotation player. Brandon Boston Jr. had twenty points in the final Clippers summer league game, and I am now. I think he's going to end up being one of the better steals of the draft. Yeah. Is that a four-leaf clover tattoo I see with you? <laughs> yeah. That you have on with a BBJR? Yeah, BBJR right in the middle. <laughs> um, look, the year he had at Kentucky was as up and down as you could possibly have. He got COVID. Yep. He lost a close friend and was, from everything that I've read, seemingly there. Um, he broke a finger. He's in, He, like... I don't think a player's ever gone from like a top, what was he, top 10 projected? He was a lottery pick projected. Yeah. Before the college basketball season, as low as to 51? That's to a, almost undrafted? I mean, it's a massive swing. Yeah. That's the craziest swing ever. It's a massive swing. I mean, um, even guys like uh, Porter Jr. with, you know, their their own health concerns, like legitimate. Their own signature back surgery. Well, yeah, like with legitimate long-term health concerns did not drop that far. So it feels like it's maybe a big-ass overreaction. I'm not saying he's going to perform to, oh, he should have been the ninth pick or something like that. But we saw in Summer League, like, the confidence is there. We all know that about him for sure. Decision-making slowly getting there like but he's it just it looks right he's a guy he looks like he's supposed to be on an nba court we, I, I don't know how else to describe it we're fans of analytics on this show to an extent we're fans of the eye test on the show to an extent they can coexist it makes total sense yeah the kid passes the eye test yes and small enough sample size i mean like i guess you can if you're accounting for college not very efficient not yeah the greatest horrifically showing. efficient um, not good at all. Horrifically inefficient. Inefficient, excuse me. <laughs> not good at all. Um, but like, maybe it's change of scenery. We still have Sean Fine as a development coach. I wish the Clippers still had Kenny Atkinson to help this kid out. I agree. Because that would be huge. But he's good with, yeah, he's good with guards. And stuff I just too. think it might end up being, and look, if this, if this means that maybe he's just really good in the G League this year, and then next year we see him do some stuff, that's a success. But at 51... Man, if he ends up being able to be a rotation player after next season, or even he just lights up the G League and looks good, like, I'm hyped. Like, it's as good as it could possibly be. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. And he's like, once again, he's like sort of at that tweener size where like... He's at that Brandon Ingram size right now. If you and I'm can, not comparing them, but... I don't think he's quite that big, but... Uh, I, You know, like if he can, if, if the defense can develop... Um, and he can just soak up some minutes without hurting a team. Yeah. To me, that that is a far and away win. Absolutely. And I think that, I don't know, I'm, once again, I'm overreacting to Summer League, but from what we've seen so far, I think that expectation could just be the tip of the iceberg for what this guy could do. I'm hyped. I'm absolutely hyped on him. Um, we're going we're gonna to pick up the Bat, Pat Bev talk after we talk a couple of his fantastic sponsors. Who help us out, but he got traded again. We're gonna talk the saga of Pat Beth, but first, Will, talk about these built bars. All right, built bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. You hear us talk about it all the time. Oh, we love but it. Did you know that built bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. It's super cool when you talk to a built bar fan, they're really passionate about their faves. If you don't know the built bar flavors, well, 
you're missing out. They got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. You know what my favorite flavor is? What's your favorite flavor? Orange. Oh. It's a it's a different swing. It reminds me of Christmas in oldie times when people would be excited <laughs> to Get a chocolate their, orange. Open their present of chocolate yeah, orange. which is a weird gift. Uh, right. Before they had to go back to work at the mine at 12 <laughs> years old. Anyways, if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Get a load of these macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein per bar. Calories ranging from as low as 130 to as low as 180 cals. Only four or five grams of sugar and only four to five grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Mm. Order today and you can get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the US track and field team. We love it. Uh, so check this out. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off at Built.com. And now that we're satiated, where can we put some money down? You can put some money down at BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs be it horse racing, MLB, NBA, NHL, and your favorite UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch or punch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That promo code... Locked on, all cap letters, one word, at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so we're back, and we got to talk about the saga of Pat Bev post Clippers. Dude. In case you missed it, he was moved again from Memphis to Minnesota. Yeah, Memphis traded Pat Bev uh, for Jarrett Culver and Wancho uh, Hernan Gomez. Not really sure why Memphis did this. Yeah. Um, Pat Bev also just tweeted at Kevin Garnett that he was going to put on for him and called him Big Bro, which I love. What's going to happen to Pat Bev? I don't know, man. I, I keep thinking... He's getting done a little dirty here. It's He's perfect for Memphis. Vibe-wise, everything. I get to agree. I mean, I, I would like a player like that, too, sort of next to, uh, you know, a young point guard. Just to be around Ja. Yeah. Like, Agreed. Agreed. So... Yeah, I, I mean, I don't fully understand like the machinations of this, but I'm guessing that we might see another move still of Patrick Beverly. Oh, really? F- from Memphis. Uh, maybe they'll keep him on to try to bolster the defense, but... They gave up, I mean, you mean from Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah, right. Because, yeah, like they gave up two guys to get him. Yeah. Uh, and everyone thinks Jarrett Culver's very bad at basketball. Yeah, so, I mean, they're completely giving up on him after, you know, what, two years in the league. Um, So, you know, maybe you do keep him as a player to sort of, like I said, bolster that defense. Or maybe you try to flip him again for another pick, even like a second rounder uh, and, you know, some some cash considerations or whatever. 
Which sucks, but it, it kind of just... <laughs> Which sucks. I mean, I mean, Pepev is better than that. He right? absolutely is. Pepev He's is, like a 40% Pepev is better than some shooter. stupid fucking cash considerations in a second round pick. Agreed. It's absurd. Agreed. But I, it just, it kind of has me thinking of like the Ricky Rubio situation and sort of how that thing went down last year. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I like, forgot about Ricky Rubio. You know, he no disrespect to Ricky Rubio. He returned to the Timberwolves um, and, you know, like he's not the starting guard there. Um, and I don't know. I it didn't seem to me like there was a concerted effort to really reintegrate him to be a contributing part of that team. And then they flipped him for a pick. And yeah, now he's just like hanging and, out and on Torin, the Cavs. Yeah, and touring Prince. And like maybe, I don't know, maybe the Cavs will keep him. I'm not really sure. I don't know what the future of Ricky Rubio is. The only reason I really bring up the Ricky, <laughs> Rubio, the Ricky Rubio thing is, A, because, you know, Pat Bev is on the Timberwolves. Guards, they make about the same amount of money. Yeah. But... With the Rubio thing, do you think that he was also a target uh, from the front office? Uh, as the far Clippers as, front office, yeah, from the Clippers front office. Mm. As far as you know, Pat Bev for other guard considerations. I think maybe. I think he was maybe below Bledsoe. Just actually, maybe the defense is like I know he has a reputation for like being a bad defender. He's a perfectly okay defender. He's got the size. He's and- not like good. He's got the size, and he can be not a negative. He just can't I think. shoot, but Bledsoe hasn't really shown that he can shoot recently either. So there, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I mean, Bledsoe is still the better scorer than Ricky Rubio. Of yeah, the two. Ricky Rubio is not really efficient from anywhere. I think if Kawhi was back, yeah, maybe Rubio's more of an idea. He's just he can't be an off ball th- or he can't be an on ball threat really that much outside of his passing. Exactly, and like the Clippers front office, I think did fall for the we need a real point guard thing which is unfortunate so i think maybe that is why they make the trade a quote-unquote real point guard I hate would you term. would people be more mad or less mad do you think because it, it seems if it like it would have been rubio instead of Bledsoe. yeah I'm, I'm just feeling out the vibes out there and it seems like people are mad most people are pretty <laughs> mad about this trade uh we kind of talked about it yesterday look overall i think it's an availability play and I think that if you're looking this, looking at this as like a punt of a year for the Clippers, if you know, like if Kawhi, That's wild. I mean, what I'm just saying, yeah. like if Kawhi doesn't play this whole year, I mean, come on, man, like we'll probably make the playoffs, but like I, I you know, top four seed, we're gonna be a top four seed, <laughs> All right, bro. Man. All uh, right, man. With no Kawhi, but I'm saying like you got I, to save yourself thirty million dollars and gain a trade player exemption, like. It just it, it makes, sense. makes sense. But I I do agree. I think people would have been less mad because I think Bledsoe showed like that he was just a little bit worse than Pat Bev in certain areas. Like Rubio and Pat Bev are such different players. Yeah. That I think people would have been like, like the real point guard crowd would have been like, whoa, this is sweet. We get a guy who can has court vision. This is great. This is awesome. Um and the people who love Pat Bev blindly, which is totally fair. As someone who loves Lou Williams completely blindly, I get it. Oh, like, I get not, it. I get it. Everyone has their own Clippers legend that they absolutely follow blindly. And I, Carl Tart's a Pat Bev guy. Look, um, I, I saw him yesterday. Pat he he pointed like, Pat Bev on my shirt and he said, this one hurts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think the reaction would have been less. I, I agree. Because they're just I, so different. I agree. Look, we talk about all this, uh, like, all the time on this podcast, how, like, recency bias does sort of affect you, like, does sort of affect you. You know, this is a guy that a couple seasons ago, you know, like, was leading a Bucks team that was the the best in the NBA. And I think that, you know, like, the playoff stuff, whatever, whatever. Someone asked if we were worried about playoff blood, so. Can't remember who it was. I apologize for not taking that question down, but, like, 
I mean, kind of, but he's like been, I trust Ty Lue. He's been a bit of a dud in the playoffs, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say that he hasn't been. But I think the spacing that this team offers and sort of like the crew around it is a little bit better. Do I think that Pat Bev is a great player in the mold of what this team needs, which is like a guy who can set the table a little bit, but is a great off-ball shooter yeah. and a solid defender? Look, on paper, that seems like a better fit for this team. For sure. I'm not going to lie. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But, you know, availability, and as I mentioned, those you know those other sort of machinations behind the scenes are a factor, and you can't say that they're not. And there was maybe so some scuttlebutt. Is that there's maybe some talk of an extension with Bev, and you maybe want a little too much money, is what I heard. Okay. Don't really know about that. Um, one thing that's interesting, we talked about that Shane Young stat a few, I think it was last week, about how the percentage of open threes kind of drops when Kawhi's off the floor. Yeah. So that's going to be something to watch with Budso. Like, what happens with that, that totally. situation? Totally, yeah. So, I, I mean, yeah, I think that people would have been a little bit more happy on maybe a Rubio signing. But the thing about these two guards is... I, you know, Rubio is the craftier passer. Better, sure. Better, probably the better passer of the two. Yeah. Uh, Bledsoe is the better finisher. Better like, defender. And the, Yeah, and the better defender. Yeah, and then that's what the Clippers want. Um, today, uh, we're recording this on, what day is it, Tuesday? God damn. Um, the first week and Christmas Day schedules were released, which I'm going to be honest, annoying. Release the thing at the, the whole damn time. Yeah. Um, the schedule comes out Friday. Uh, no Clippers on Christmas Day for the first time since 2018. How do we feel about this? I mean, is it different if Kawhi is confirmed playing? Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. I'm also like kind of hyped that I don't have to be kind of stressed about basketball on Christmas, but I do want to see the Clippers play if that makes sense. I might just replay the Clippers-Lakers game from last Christmas that they played. Yeah. And just watch that. But I don't know. How do you feel about it? Are you bummed there's no Christmas Clippers? I I mean, I'm happy for the, all the employees and the players. They could actually spend Christmas with their families. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. I, I mean, like, it's just a bummer because it is a bit of a... I don't, it's a it's a bit of a heat check. Or a, a couple of seasons. Or a relevancy check. Yeah. Um. So, you know, in that way it hurts. But, I mean, ultimately, I get it. Yeah, makes no sense. No Kawhi. I mean, like, we're down Kawhi. Everyone's, everyone's counting us out. Yeah. You know? Team under the radar. Um... We're playing the Warriors on October 21st to open the season. I think that's a good time. Yeah. I think we'll win. Yeah, I'm curious to see like what that team is is going to look like. It'll be interesting to see how kind of Tyloo is playing with the minutes early as well. We know we've seen experience from him before. So another thing leading into our next segment oh that'll be interesting God. to see: Will the Clippers have a traditional five uh, on opening night? As of third center watch, nothing to report yet as of 6.38 p.m. on August 17th. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> the nice thing is I guess it's good that like it's not like other teams are snatching up third centers. No, totally. Like I this mean, isn't... <laughs> like, that's good, I guess. N- yeah, no, totally. Like the, It's not like the market is completely bottomed out. Uh, so there are still some options. And, I mean, maybe there's still some negotiations going on behind the scenes for one of Patterson or Cousins... Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, they got to know that it's on the table. It's yeah, it's it's tough to say, but I I would be surprised. Look, we know what we know about Tyloo, which is that he's an elite coach. 
He's what? He's an elite coach. He's an elite coach, but he also kind of likes to hold his hand for the postseason. Yeah, you don't know what's going down with that with that man. <laughs> and I, I don't think unless, once again, we're just going to try to go all in on this regular season without quiet, which I got to be honest, I don't predict. Let's go for it. I, I don't predict Full that we're, we're going to see like playoff rotations throughout the regular season. Oh, we won't, but we'll see them in the last 15 games, <laughs> and everyone's going to be terrified. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean... I would be a little surprised if we didn't pick up someone just because, I don't know, going to, we keep talking about it, but going small for 82 games seems really rough. It just generally seems impossible. Um, that about wraps it up. Yeah. Friday's episode, hopefully a third center update. Yeah. Who knows? We're going to be playing a Love Mary Quarantine, of course, and whatever else between uh, now and then that happens in Clipperland, we will have reported for you. Um, well, where can these fantastic people give us a review? We just got one, uh, I believe, from our buddy uh, Raz49ers. Hell yeah, Raz. It was Raz. a five-star review. We really appreciate it. Um, where can these people give us a five-star review if they wanted to? You can give us a five-star review on iTunes or the podcast app. You can also listen to this podcast there. You can also listen to it on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Deezer, on Amazon Music. Mm-hmm. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. It works. Fabulously. Absolutely. As always, you know, thank you for your listen. Uh, We do regret to inform you that we'll be kind of shifting to a three a week format uh, for the off season, but we hope that you'll stick with us and we can't wait for the season to start to bring you this Clippers news five times a week. Absolutely. Uh, I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.